Where you going? No, mm. man, you got the right classroom. Come yeah. on in, take a seat beside me, my friend. Hey, look, here come T.A. Charlie. Let's see what he got to say. We're back. Morning. You're watching The Road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic. Homeroom is on Rumble. Just go to Rumble and search the channels for The Road to Concord. It's one word. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. Might mean you got to set up an account, but it's fast, it's easy, it's free. I did it, you can do it. For those technologically challenged members of the class, like our AI, you can also <laughs> catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, and sometimes on YouTube. That's when the professor is not going to get himself censored. Most the AI is being glitchy this morning, people. I can leave, okay? If you don't want me here, just say so. Dang. You can't leave without permission. You're AI. That's right. We, we haven't you. turned you off. <laughs> you just insulted me. Like, really, man? You were oh, insulting me with the crayons. You're not, you're not even a former service member. That's for That's service right. members to yeah. be insulting Marines that. that way. I, you be wait. careful or we're going to start hitting the shot collar button there, hey, AI. You're, you're, you're interrupting my introduction yes. here. Okay, first off, let's be honest. Joe had interrupted anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and two, the whole Creon thing. I thought those was like a compliment or something. I mean, no, whatever. That's not a compliment. <laughs> it's not even been five minutes and y'all are picking on me. Aaron, educate the AI in the side conversation yes, about the crayon yes, eating. Yes. <laughs> she doesn't well, how quite understand. Just now bringing it up. Uh, whatever. You brought it up in the pre-show. That's right. You started this. Well, you didn't seem all offended until now. I mean, we God. need to reprogram this AI. I swear, you you designed her. I wish you're you the would. tech geek, not me. All right. All right. See, then, folks, we told you we're having trouble with the AI this yeah, morning. Then you can catch the podcast after the show. It's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And sometimes on BitChute, uh, just look for The Road to Concord. You can go to the blog page. That's theroadtoconcord.com. That's where you find all your show notes, study notes, and handouts for the class. Finally, you can email a professor at joe at the road to concord.com. I think he's caught up, but you know, if you send him an email now, I don't know. I got a couple, take, two of them that kind of might, might not need an answer. Yeah, I haven't figured so, it out yet. I okay. need Charlie to tell me about all, all right, that well, social etiquette stuff. Yeah, you know? Okay. But anyway, he, he will eventually email you back. Uh, let's see. The AI oh. is acting up again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Gonna be one of them days. It's one, Monday. Is this going to be another one of those weeks where I don't get through an intro <laughs> the whole week? <laughs> Phones are on today: two two nine four six nine zero three three five, but only for registered numbers. We only accept call for calls from regular known class members. If you wish to call in and a regular known class member, you may request phone access through an email. If you find a class is helpful, please click the thumbs up, like, subscribe, and share it with those you think could benefit from it. <laughs> like one but, person but, in the world. <laughs> but warn them. Joe is an acquired taste. You probably already figured that out just in this introduction. Wasabi-flavored black coffee. <laughs> yes. This show is listener-sponsored. With habanero sauce. <laughs> meaning we do not solicit business advertising. Although We, we have a have sponsor today. So we are not limited in the content we provide for y'all. With that said, we ask for your participation on a value-for-value -value basis. 
If you find our show of value to you, then you provide an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link on the Road to Concord blog page, show description on Rumble, and in the comments on the other streams. And thank you all for doing that. <laughs> hey, we all know T.A. Charlie isn't all there. Now, well, Joe is today give it a chance. You soon realize we not might be the smartest, but we each independently form opinions based on reason and logic. We're free thinkers. Let's see what the road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic has on the lesson plan for today. Hey, man, I'm Sands Donut. Okay, it's, it's I've had a vacation. This is what happens when I've caught up on my sleep. I'm I'm happy. You know, the world's coming to an end. I have stories that prove it. <laughs> what do I do? I come to work this morning, sit down in the studio, and the AI starts acting up in concert with my producer. I, I swear, man, if if they weren't both volunteers, I'd have to fire them. <laughs> but you can't. You, you can't. Have slaves to have to be sold. Yes. <laughs> and the AI thinks she needs another vacation. <laughs> Just. Turn her off, Charlie. Just <laughs> good morning, folks. It's Manic Monday. It's good to be back. We hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving week. Um, <laughs> I heard from a few of you. I do have two emails. I don't. I, I don't know if I'll have to have Charlie look. This is falls under the um, <clears throat> social etiquette. You know, I, I don't know the proper etiquette here. You know, I'm 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 broken. I've told you all that before. So I could have asked BB, but. BB probably tell me to answer everybody back. And it's, I don't, I, that's, eh. we'll find out. Charlie will tell me if I need to answer him, I'll answer him. Char- Charlie's, Charlie's a people person. Joe is not. <laughs> Joe is more at home with his books. <laughs> Anyhow. Well, I don't know. Books were written by people, but books aren't people. So books are people in the format that Joe can tolerate. Cause if you, get a little bit too much like our AI, you know, you can flip the switch on the AI, you can close the book and put it down on the shelf. Anyway, I have stories for you today. Stories. Incredible. Holy heck. Tell us one there, boy. Well, it's not that type of story. Headline stories. It's Manic Monday. Reading the headlines. Uh, Did you see the title of the show today? The nudge continues as the new world order continues to force its social engineering agenda. Uh, this is going to be a two-part show. I almost decided to do part two today, too, but I figured, you know, I'd be jamming too much together. Um, I've talked about Nudge to y'all before, over and over again. I keep mentioning it, and I show you the books, and I, I've kind of hit on it. I realized yesterday when I was about to start putting up another couple of quick little slides for you to look at, why I you know, just hit on it again. I was like, we need to go back, and we need to actually talk about nudge theory because this is intricately linked to the progressive mindset it's it's social engineering folks it's it's a form of eugenics they're trying to create the perfect citizen their model of the perfect citizen you and if they can't reprogram you they call it reeducate you well, then they need to eliminate you. Um, I'm not kidding. And neither are they. And they've said so. 
And we've seen in stories before, you know, videos and things from FBI informants back when the FBI might still possibly have been working for this country before it totally sold out to the Chinese with the rest of our government. But we had an FBI informant. We've seen his video where he told us that, you know, Barack Obama's buddy, Bill Ayers, the weather underman, weather underground or the weathermen or whatever the heck they called themselves. Well, they had plans for taking over the country, and they knew that when they did, 10% of the population was going to have to be put in camps. And this is amazing how it's always 10%. That number rings for me in probably a different way than it would most of y'all. One-tenth part means something to me. But they put them in camps, and if they can't re-educate you, they have to liquidate you. And that was reported to us. And remember, this is the same Bill Ayers that said he doesn't regret a thing he did when he was younger. Just wish he could have done more of it. Same Bill Ayers that helped put Obama into where he's at. Same Obama who probably is the one running the country right now because we dang sure know that it's not the man that we're told it is. That's your first story today. This is from the Gateway Pundit. Former White House doctor Ronnie Jackson sounds alarm on Biden's rapid cognitive decline. And then there's a video in here. Well, this is the story. You know, we're, we're going to read headlines today, right? You can go to your homework, theroadtoconcord.com. You just look for today, you know, November 27th, 2023 show notes. All the links to the stories we're going to look at are up there for you. You can go back and bring each of these up individually if there's something you want to look at in more detail. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're not going to read all of this. But here's the poll quote from this. It says, President Biden's 81st birthday ushered in an even more... Uh, even more conversations surrounding his age and declining cognitive acuity. Two things Texas Republican Representative Ronnie Jackson, a former White House physician, believes are valid cause for concern. The decline is happening quickly, Jackson told us, said uh, Sunday Morning Futures guest anchor Sean Duffy. He says, like you said, I've, I've taken care of three presidents, so I know firsthand what it takes to be the commander in chief and the head of the state. It's a grueling job, both mentally and physically. This man can't do the job. He's proven to us every single day that he can't do the job, but this and this is going to get worse. Well, we know he can't do the job. So what's the big deal? Here's a question I have for you. <clears throat> this is a question for my Democratic friends or Biden supporters. If you value this country in any way, shape, or form, why are you? in the Democratic Party, not screaming for this man's removal from office. He's incapable of doing the job. He's not been capable of doing the job since he was elected. He ran with clear cognitive issues. Do you all know why the 25th Amendment was put in place? Get ready to say it with me, boys and girls. It's because of Woodrow freaking Yeah, he had a stroke. And he was incapable of doing his job any longer. And his wife ran the country for a year, year and a half. And his cabinet knew it. Just like Joe Biden's cabinet know that he's not running the country. Let me ask you a question. If I legally elect Biden as president, and he is not mentally capable of signing the bills he's signing, are they legal? It's not a joke. I'm not being frivolous. This is a serious question. Is the thing, is everything that he signed, 
is it legal? If you and I are not of sound mind and body and we signed a legal document, it is not legally binding because we're not of sound mind. Technically, he's insane. He's, he's mentally incapacitated. He can't sign these bills. So who's doing all of this? Who's running the country? And I have a, this is a serious question. I'm not joking about this. You have a successful coup on your hands. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, is there one person running the country or is it an oligarchy? Either way, they were not elected. Even if Biden was elected, and I hold serious doubt about that, even if he was actually elected, honestly, fairly, cleanly, legally, and I say no, he wasn't, but if he was, he's not running the country anymore. That's clear to everybody with a fun two functioning gray cells. And if you're sitting there going, Joe, he is running that, I, I meant what I said. It's clear to everybody who still retains two functioning gray cells in their brain. If you think Biden is running this country, then the, the implication, I mean it. I'm not, I'm not being facetious. You have fewer than two functioning gray cells left in your brain. And don't forget, Obama said that he wanted a third term where somebody else was actually the figurehead and he was pulling the strings. Yeah, he'd speak through now, an he earpiece. May, he may not be the only one pulling those strings. Well, that's because somebody I pulled Obama's string. Yes, I bet he's one of them. And how do you know this? Well, a lot of other people have said this too, but don't forget who the VP is. Kamala Harris is another one of Obama's puppets. So was Biden. But I want to know another, the answer to another question. Why are we allowing this? Why are the states allowing this? Pull out Occam's razor for a minute. The states created the federal government. The federal government is a creation of the states, of the combined states. The states actually control it. That's true. It's legal. If, if our governors actually knew the law in this country, why wouldn't they, left and right, Republican, Democrat alike, why wouldn't they be screaming at Congress, impeach this inept individual for the good of the nation? But they're not. Neither are the Republicans in the House. They haven't filed articles of impeachment yet. And nobody in the states wanting to do anything. Why? What's Occam tell me the probable reason here is? Two things. Yes, what are they, Charlie? Money and power. Meaning that it benefits everybody involved, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Which technically means they're one party pretending to be two. Well, yeah. Exactly what Carol Quigley told us. I mean, it's like our state has passed laws within our state to stay on daylight savings time and not change a time. And the federal government told us we couldn't do it. Yeah. So how, how does that work? They but have no I, authority. What I want to know is what is tied to that that is stopping the governor from just saying money, I'm, federal money. That's what I'm saying. There's got to yeah, be some kind money. of federal money tied to that. Like our buddy says, the rule must roll. If, if we actually did that autonomously. And they're, they're claiming, I guess, the only thing that the federal government can claim is that that's the interstate commerce clause that gives them authority to regulate that. 
folks, we're in a lot of trouble. And before the end of today, I'm going to show you some of the signs. And then tomorrow, we're going to come back and we're going to revisit every one of these stories again. And I'm going to show you the nudge and the shove. Because first, I'm going to nudge you. And then you didn't cooperate, so I'm going to put you in a re-education camp where I'm going to shove you. And you still wouldn't re-educate. There's only one thing left. Shoot. Nudge. Shove. Shoot. I thought that's why we have FEMA camps with all those coffins and guillotines in them. Oh, those don't exist. Those are just fraudulent. That's a, that's a Except on this myth. show, we have shown you the pictures of the camps, the coffins, and the receipts from the federal government for the guillotines. 10,000 of them. But, but, but. Federal government receipt for the guillotine. We showed it to you on this show a while back, a long time ago, about a year ago now. So they're real? Yes. They're stored in the FEMA camp in outside of Atlanta. Uh-oh. At least that's where they were at the time the receipt was proposed. As they used to say in that show, uh-oh, Spanky. Yeah. rut row. Rut row raggy. <laughs> so we have another one here. Let's show you this one. I love this one. Here we go. America's oldest, most prestigious science magazine goes full woke on basic biology. When they asked the, the refer to the Scientific America on how many sexes, sexes there are, Scientific America magazine, one of our most, cons, you know, says, ah, the answer was, ah, it all depends. It all depends. Yep. Scientific America on X, you know, formerly known as Twitter, beginning to think Elon Musk and Prince is channeling his inner purple man. Anyway, this is the answer to the question of how many sexes exist depending on the context, according to them. Really? Let me explain this for you there, scientific America. You pull your pants up so you can see down there. If there's a stem on the apple, you're a boy. If there's no stem on the apple, you're a girl. Problem solved. What about hermaphrodites, Joe? That's called a birth defect. And they generally fix that at birth, most cases. And usually they go male. (sighs) Folks, when one of your most prestigious, quote-unquote, science magazines doesn't realize that XX is female and XY is male. You no longer have a science magazine. Who funds them? We do. Either through the government or through our own buying of their magazine. Yeah. Because scientists, what I, what I find recently from, you know, being on this, you know, 312 shows is the science is determined by who funds them. Yes. Not. Oh, hold on. Not, not, not what. In hour two, you know, it's going to get really bumpy. Ooh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, it's, it's going to get really, Monday. really rough in hour number two. Um, yeah, they just did something here a while back. Hold on to your COVID hats, boys and girls. So this right here, this is the science, the religion. And yes, I do mean it's their religion. 
just as this is. This is from Breitbart. It says, photos. This is absurd. Wisconsin Museum blasted for Christmas festival satanic temple tree. Yeah, that's a satanic temple Christmas tree. Y'all realize that that's an oxymoron to begin with, right? Satan doesn't worship the birth of the Savior. Unless, of course, you're worshiping the birth of the Savior on the wrong day, and you're worshiping the wrong Savior. Oh, we, we'll, we'll get to that closer to Christmas time, per request of the classroom. But it says, a Christmas tree festival in Ashwabanon, Wisconsin, is being criticized for two displays that have disturbed locals. And that's because it's a uh, satanic Christmas tree. This is the satanic temple tree is decorated with pentagrams, while gender diversity tree features trans flags and ornaments that reportedly say protect trans kids. Trans kids. You can't vote until you're 18. You can't drink until you're 21 or own a gun. But you can choose your sex when you're five. You can't choose to have sex until you're older. But you can choose. Yes, yes. The AI got that one right. Cough, grooming cough. Yes. Bingo. Ding, 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 ding. And it is amazing that the satanic Christmas tree goes right along with the transgendered Christmas tree. Do you think maybe there's a connection? How's your spiritual warfare going today, brothers and sisters? Hey, can I hear a hallelujah? Amen. You want to tell me that there's nothing to this? Really? Still? Okay. Good luck with that, Buttercup. It's not going to work out very well in the end for you, but, you know, whatever. The trans tree is a good astropole. Yes, it is a very good astropole. But then again, so is the satanic tree. <sighs> Folks, it gets worse. Yeah, it do. Let me show you this one. Cosmopolitan Magazine promotes satanic abortion ritual. This is the most demonic thing I've ever seen. This is from the Federalist Papers. The Cosmopolitan was always the trashiest of ladies' magazines one could pick up at your local ShopRite checkout aisle. But the dying of print and squeeze put upon whatever shopping lane business they, they were still doing by self-checkout apparently has the editors over at Cosmo pretty desperate these days. So they decided it was high time to profile Samuel Alito's mom's satanic abortion clinic. Uh, seriously, Samuel Alito, you know, he's, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, this is um, a Democratic congressman, if I'm not mistaken, but I don't know, who cares? His mom's satanic abortion clinic. Does it sound like pure clickbait? Sure. The writers admit the piece published November 14th, but beneath the outlandish branding lies a sincere mission. The New Mexico based telehealth practice, a legitimate medical entity, quote unquote, run by an accredited clinical team, quote unquote, offers abortion care to patients with state within within state lines. The staff prescribes abortion pills at $91 per set, a competitive price, up until the 11th week of pregnancy and offers 24-7 phone access to licensed medical personnel to anyone in need. It's just that they are also Satanists, members of a religious organization called the Satanic Temple. And abortion is one of their sacraments. Does anybody 
Okay, Sam Alito is a Supreme Court justice. Oh, that's even worse, Aaron. He's one of the, supposed to be one of the good guys, I think. If it's the Alito I'm thinking, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. They're in government. They're evil. They work for the beast. No good person's going to volunteer to get into this government. They might volunteer to overthrow it legally, legally, you know, through an amendment process or through the constitutional convention process. Anyhow, Charlie, I need a little help. You were just talking about how the trans tree is perfect astral pole. What is child sacrifice? That would be Molech. And do we have anybody anywhere that's worshiping a bull in material gain for, you know, undeserved gain where they make money doing nothing? Yeah. Where would we find that? Uh, well, right off the corner of Wall Street, there's this nice big bronze bowl. So we have the return of the bales, Moloch, and Astra. Yes. And people want to tell me there's nothing to this Bible stuff. Um, no, that, that's that's just, you know, that's just old fable. So if I whip Legend. out old Occam again for the second time today and I ask Mr. Occam, why is it that I have these same exact three gods by the same symbols and names back 3,500 years later molesting the same religiously ethnic people? And I'm being told there's nothing to that. What, what do you think Mr. Occam would tell me? Uh, he'd tell you that uh, yeah, you might want to read uh, The Unseen Realm. Yeah, that in <laughs> Return of the Gods. Return of the Gods, too, yes. Yes. There's a reason that we at the Road to Concord look at the world through a biblical lens. We've studied this stuff. We've tested it. And it comes back time and time and time again. The Bible is true. If it's truth, capital T, truth, and I ignore it, I've renounced reason. And if I've renounced reason, by definition, I'm irrational. And as a good little liberal genius once told me, a liberal logic teacher in my university, if I am irrational, I'm no longer human. So if I want to be human, I have to believe in the Bible, according to my liberal logic teacher. I wish I'd have made that argument with him. <laughs> He'd yeah, have loved that, that, that one. That <laughs> so how is it not considered evil by this country that you're aborting a child? Do y'all well, understand it's, it's, what it's this is? It's women's health care. Right. It's, it's her choice. And they're not people. They're just Jews. Aldris Huxley said that propaganda's ultimate goal is to make one group of people forget that the other group is human. Oh, congratulations. It's just a fetus. It's just a clump of cells. And if I gave you the DNA from that clump of cells and you tested it in a lab, would you be able to tell me whether or not it was human? Yes. You'd know it was human cells, right? Yes. Would it have the DNA of the mother or the father? Yes. Well, mo mostly mother, but some. But it would be both, from, right? From the father, yes. It wouldn't be the same DNA as mom. No. So it's not the same human being either. And I have the fetus's body at a crime scene. You know what? As far as forensic medicine's concerned, that's a murder. They can't tell you any different.
unless of course it's an abortion clinic, then all of a sudden that's, that's all it is. It's just a medical procedure. It is interesting how we have defined away humanity. And to the orator who you're, you, you're using science, real science with a little S you you can't do that guided by wisdom, which is ruled by faith. Right. I have to use the science. That's right. I'm sorry. I don't pray that way. Comment on the board from John quest. And yet a single cell on Mars would be considered a life. Yep. Yes, it would. Heck they've even considered fossilized amoebas proof of life from outer space and for all they know that that rock came from america they don't know here's another story again from the federalist papers popular musician questions national anthem calls it problematic says jeff tweedy lead singer of an indie rock band wilco has raised eyebrows with his critical view of the star spangled banner calling the national anthem problematic in an interview with yahoo music his comments come as he promotes his new book world within a song music that changed my life and life that changed my music where he discusses his dislikes for the anthem amongst other songs tweedy's discomfort with the star spangled banner is twofold on a personal level he finds the song challenging to sing a task he dreads might one day be requested of him that's because he can't sing he says it's too hard and i'm in a position in life where someone might actually ask me to sing it someday and i've had to say no i'd have to say good say no because you're a bad singer he says but his issues with the anthem go beyond its high octave range tweedy expresses a deeper discontent with what he considers the anthem's warlike spirit he says i have a limited tolerance for militaristic anthems Please, somebody on the board, tell me what nation in the history of man has succeeded in being a nation and remaining a nation without a militaristic side to protect it. Tell me what human being has succeeded in living, I don't mean living free or even as a slave, living period, without a militaristic side somewhere in this world protecting that life. Well, Joe, nobody was protecting the slaves. Slave owner sure did. I use that on purpose to, it's a shocking example, but if you had tried to hurt his slaves, he would have taken care of you. Might be for the wrong reasons, and I'll give you that, yes. But he took care of them. Serfs were taken care of by the king. There is always a use of force in this world somewhere because if you do not have a defensive use of force somewhere in this world, somebody else willing to use it will take you. That's just the nature of human being. We're fallen creatures. We don't know how to play nice together. So this... I don't know where to find a polite adjective here right now other than naive man-child. Even a pacifist has to understand that there comes a time when force is necessary. It is one of the first laws of nature, the right of self-defense. Now, if this individual wanted to talk about an illegal offensive war like the ones we've been fighting for the last 20 years, I'll listen. And I'll be sympathetic. But the United, the, the revolution of this country and the battle where the Star Spangled Banner came from, 
those were defensive in nature. We were the ones being attacked. And if this author or singer or whatever the heck he is, because he's written a book, if he'd bother to learn about the history of that song, he'd realize it's not so much about militarism. It's about a miracle. If you read about the battle from which that song comes from, we shouldn't have won, but we did. That song's not militaristic. That song's spiritual. But this naive little child who can't see past his own reflection cannot see that. If he knew the sacrifice that was given he doesn't to keep care. that flag aloft. He doesn't care. He sees himself. All I would love to say to this man face to face is don't let the door hit you on your way out of America. Pick another country where you'll feel much more happy and move. I am a firm proponent of America. Love it or leave it. Amazing how none of these America haters want to leave the country. They'd prefer to change it. But Joe, it's too hard to leave the country. Where would they go? They might hate America, but... How about Riyadh? They can go to Riyadh. Lots of freedom and peace there. Riyadh? Yes. Capital of Saudi Arabia. The home of Chop Chop Square, which I'm pretty sure this singer would be introduced to pretty quickly after going to Riyadh when he found out what true militarism is really all about. Yeah, I feel like, you know, take a few of these people that claim they hate America there for like a week and they'll probably no, 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 no. The country. leave them. Leave them there. Fair enough. All right, let's keep moving. I've actually got a tempo going on here today, folks. <laughs> they can go to the Gaza Strip. Yes, Clay, they can. <laughs> Off you go. This is from Not the Bee. Joe Scarborough says Trump will imprison, execute enemies if reelected, and he knows this because of his past. Whose past? His or Joe's? <laughs> oh, folks, this one's. This is from X. Jack Pozo posts this. It's it's got the video of Joe Scarborough on MSNBC saying from the Morning Joe, in a second term, Trump will imprison. He will execute whoever he is allowed to imprison. Execute drive from the country. Just look at his past. It's not really hard to read. Mr. Scarborough, you have you and your leftist friends confused with Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump has nothing in his past that suggests that he will do this. You, however, have Barack Obama who's friends with a man who wanted to do just that and said he's unrepentant and was responsible for, according to the lore around the Democratic Party, launching Obama's political career in his own living room. A man who finished up Common Core, finished the work of John freaking Dewey. They have executed people, Mr. Scarborough, under Woodrow freaking Wilson who had hundreds of thousands of political prisoners and had Germans executed in the streets simply because they were Germans and nobody was prosecuted, Mr. Scarborough. 
This practice is a practice of the left. You project too much, sir. And I have a question for you, audience. Why is this man still on TV? Because if I had been on Morning Joe, my own Morning Joe, and I had said things like that about Biden, I guarantee you I would be fighting for my career, if not my life. Because I'd probably have organized busloads of people coming in to camp out in front of my home, threaten my life and my wife and my family, and I'd have lost my job by now, and the woke culture would be in the process of canceling me. Because, oh my God, how dare you threaten the left. But you can say anything you want about Trump. Hold up his supposed severed head, bloody head on TV, and you're okay. You're forgiven a couple days later. There is Team Yahweh and Team Devil. Mr. Scarborough's on Team Devil. I don't know whether or not Trump is on Team Yahweh, Team God. I don't know. But I know that if you're going to bear false witness like this against a national figure, the way Mr. Scarborough has done, you are on Team Satan. Satan, Satan, however you want to pronounce it. You're on the devil's team. This is spiritual warfare. He lies on national television, Twitter, whatever, with no penalty. Oh, you know, he's got the First Amendment to protect him. No, the First Amendment says that I can't put him in jail for what he just said. It does not say that I can't sue him for that. That's that perverted Supreme Court that said I can't do that. They violated the law with their ruling. How do I know that? I've read the Founding Fathers. I've read the notes of the First Amendment when they were writing it. It was meant so that you couldn't put journalists in jail. It never said you were free from prosecution on civil matters. The, if I understand the you know, freedom of the press and freedom of speech, that's freedom to uh, basically uh, object to the government and their policies yes. and things like that. On a personal level, if you say something about a person, especially if it's untrue and can be proven untrue, that's slander or libel. Well, Madison and Jefferson called each other hermaphrodites. Yeah. I mean, so they could sue for yes. that, for damages yes. to their character and such. Yep. Uh, so freedom of speech doesn't mean you can say anything you want. But, you know. Supreme Court says you can. Yeah, well. With immunity, as long as you're, quote unquote, the press. You can even talk about public figures with immunity. That's yeah, I, that's an unconstitutional ruling by the yes, Supreme Court. I don't, I don't agree with that. But then again, we shouldn't be sticking to the law. That's our problem. Read the law and expect it to be. But the law is fluid. Yeah. Well, hey. Kind of like gender. By the way, brother, the Air Force has oh, an Air Force base purportedly tells members to steer clear of a conservative event, oh, yeah, warning participants with, with such a group that could jeopardize their continued service in the military. Oh, yeah. I saw it. Th th this Remember. Is not, this is a not the B, but this actually happened. And This not the B is the true, this is true th this news. This is true news. Yes, you know, this happened. A lot of times they're satire. No, no, no. no. Hold on, Charlie. True. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We just had Scarborough tell us that Trump is the one that will do these things. 
this is the Biden administration telling the Air Force personnel that participation with such groups as Turning Point Action USA could jeopardize their continued service in the U.S. military. The Biden DOD declared war on its political enemies. Yep. This is from Jim Banks. So Joe Scarborough is projecting. It's his side that does this. This is lawlessness, folks. Joe Scarborough tells false witness, bears false witness, makes false accusations. That's lawlessness. Telling people who are fighting for your First Amendment rights, your political rights to associate politically with whichever party you want, that they can't do that without jeopardizing their, their career in the service. That's lawlessness, folks. Yes, All is. of this is, if you are siding with lawlessness, congratulations. You're on Team Satanic Christmas Tree. Do not tell me that we're not dealing with a spiritual war because every one of these articles that we've been reading line up on one team or the other. And most of the ones I picked for you today are on Team Satan. How is it that everything so easily fits into that mold if there isn't some truth to it? When, and I'm serious, class, when was the last time you saw me have to take a hammer to one of the pieces I hand you to get it to fit the puzzle? You may not see it, but your other classmates do. Oh, that's because they're just as cultic as you are, Joe. Really? Maybe they're just flying a little higher. They're seeing more of the picture. Have y'all started to see how everything I bring you clicks into place? Y'all understand why I have to look at the world from the perspective I look at it? It's not because I choose to. I choose to follow truth wherever I find it, wherever it leads. This is where it leads. So that's where I'm at. Speaking of lawlessness, this is from the Epoch Times. You can see this because I've got my own account. But this is behind the paywall. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to show you the title because I don't want to violate any copyrights. This part you can see. if you go, Even if it's you go behind the paywall, this part shows. So this is the public part they let you see. So I'll, I'll just show that. This is crime in San Francisco is so bad, there are now pirates in the Bay. We have these organized crime units, which consist of anchor out pirates and shoreside crime, says Yacht Club Assistant Commodore. And in the article, it talks about how everybody thinks, well, pirate, you know, Johnny Depp. Oh, they're cool. No, 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 folks. Pirates are nasty outlaws. They're lawless people. They rape, pillage, plunder, murder. They do all sorts of nasty things to people. You have pirates operate real life, thieving pirates on the water in the, in the bay, San Francisco Bay. Because they will not prosecute crime in San Francisco. Unless, of course... It's a political crime against the Democratic Party. Then they'll prosecute you. Team lawlessness. Democrats, progressives, Republican progressives, lawless people. I don't care what letter they put after their name. They're lawless. Team Satan. Period. Now, if you are an elected official and you are not screaming bloody murder and filing petitions and motions every morning to stop this stuff in whatever elected body you are in, congratulations, you're on Team Satan. 
Remember what Edmund Burke said. All you have to do to let evil thrive is remain silent. Do nothing. Well, Joe, I'm speaking out against it. Are you filing motions to stop it? Is there a single Republican in the House, the United States House in Washington, D.C., that has filed articles of impeachment? Hmm? And if nothing happens with it, do they file it again the next day and the next and the next? If not, there is not an innocent Republican in the House. They're all on Team Satan. It's very simple. If you look at it from the biblical perspective, and I do, unapologetically. Comment on the board from John Quest. The only thing necessary for triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. I have a question for you, John. If you see evil and you do nothing, are you a good man? Scripture says the watchman on the wall who does not sound the alarm is guilty of the blood that falls, is shed because of that. Sounding the alarm means doing something. That's why I said there's not a good, innocent Republican in the House right now. Even if that goes nowhere, if you're filing those articles of impeachment, you're doing something. You're doing what you are legally allowed to do. Then you can raise your voice and say, hey, I want to stop this. But if all you're saying is, I want to stop this, look at all this bad stuff, and you don't do the full extent of what you're capable and authorized to do as a representative, then all you are is a clanging gong who's posturing for political gain. Hello, every Republican, including Rand and Ron Paul. Rand Paul, he's a senator, though, I think. He can't file the articles of impeachment. Is he on the speaker's desk every morning across the aisle, pounding on that desk, telling him, file the freaking articles? No. Another one. Gavin Newsom frees a gangster who shot a teenage girl 154 years early. In other words, before he's eligible for parole. And now he works in a California public safety. Tell me something, folks. If you're going to free a gangster who shoots a teenage girl, a murderer, and you're going to let him out of jail, and you're going to put him into the government to work for public safety? I don't care. Say, well, Joe, maybe he was, I'm not even going to read the article. I don't care. It doesn't it doesn't matter. I, I, we have, I have read through it. I don't care what the details are here. He was taken out of prison early and put, he could be a born-again Christian for all I care. And you can let him out of jail for that, but you do not put him in a position of public trust like this. Even if Even if he's born again and you want to forgive him, you do not put him in this position. Scripture does not say I have to forget. I have to forgive. I do not have to forget. You don't put that person there. He's been rewarded for murdering somebody. Tell me how that's not lawlessness. Anybody got any idea? How, how, how do you tell me that that's not lawlessness? This is our culture these days. Clay Tolar coming on the board. That's the devil getting his army together. Oh, Clay, 
you are way ahead of the classroom now and you may not even realize it. Let's go to this next one. I'm going to take a murderer out of jail and put him. That's trivial compared to this. So this is from town hall. Wait, the FBI had 40 confidential informants tracking the Biden family's shady deals. The FBI has known for decades that Biden is corrupt and crooked. Should have never been allowed to run for office. Should have been exposed. Wasn't. He should be prosecuted. Has anybody filed articles of impeachment under any of this? Are any of his family members being indicted and sent to jail over any of this? No, the media and the DOJ and the FBI are protecting all of them. Why? Okay. Let me see if you can do the math on this. Let's look at the next story. Why would maybe they be protected? Reporter finds, or reporter says, this is from Fox News. A reporter says he filmed hundreds of military-aged Chinese men heading toward the U.S. in migrant groups. The U.S. sees a surge of Chinese nationals crossing the southern border compared to 2022. What would a surge of military-aged single Chinese men coming into this country have to do with Biden corruption and the government protecting Biden in this corruption? Well, don't worry. PolitiFact says the Chinese communist troops on the ground of the U.S. southern border. There's no facts of that. That's You don't have to worry about it. That's not true. But somebody had better tell NBC News because they say more Chinese migrants are coming into the U.S. on foot, according to government officials, Biden administration officials. So Fox News shows the video from an independent reporter. The world goes on fire. PolitiFact, funded by Soros, who's also in bed with Obama. Says nothing there, no pin pin here. But apparently, NBC News didn't get the message because they tell you yes. But don't worry, it's just Chinese migrants working and worried about economic and government problems in in China that's bringing them over here. It's got nothing whatsoever to do with the fact that maybe China owns Biden and they want to take over parts of this country. So they're telling Biden, "Do not stop the influx of my troops coming into your country," and he doesn't. Yeah, Joe, that's a reach. Uh-huh. Just like Murtaugh and Riggs, thin, real thin, anorexic as Roxy's house blows up. Yeah. You know, if it's Lethal Weapon, man. It's another Christmas movie. Just like, you know, Die Hard. You didn't know it was a Christmas movie? Don't you remember how Lethal Weapon starts? Starts in the Christmas tree lot. It's a Christmas movie. Come on, what's wrong with you people? That one's actually pretty decent. <laughs> they both are. So is Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard. Lethal Weapon. Yeah. It's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off the Nakatoma building. <laughs> That's like shooting the eye out with a Red Ryder BB gun. To my generation. Beep. It's like you said you'd let me you let me live. I lied. Aaron Spikes, sorry, but I've seen law and border showing the Chinese coming across the border. Ben Bergen and exposed this. Yes, I know. There are thousands, probably hundred thousands of military-aged single men in this country now, millions probably by now, since the left has allowed the borders open. And if the communist Chinese link up with the 
Muslims that are coming through the border, uh, we got a little problem. The Battle of Ezekiel, Gog and Magog, hmm. they will attack unwalled cities. <laughs> Israel. Where is Israel now, spiritually, the seat of Israel? now it's right here in this country seat of ephraim the house of israel i know a lot of christians don't believe that they don't read the old testament i'm not telling you for sure that that's the proper understanding but most of the people attacking us right now are driven by islam in one way, shape, form, or another, whether they realize it or not. Just read Unholy Alliance by David Horowitz, published in 2004. You'll see. John Quest, real life red dawn in California when the Chinese president showed up. Yeah, but don't forget, it had to be somebody other than the Chinese. That's who it was supposed to be in that movie. But since the Chinese funded the movie, they made him change it to North Koreans, I think it was. China is pulling a lot of strings in our country now, in our movies, in our, in our entertainment, in our government. Remember, we're not supposed to be researching what happened in that lab out there in California, the one that's connected to China, the Chinese army. You do realize also, don't you, that many of the ports in, in uh, is it, is it, uh, at Los Angeles or San Francisco, one of the major ports out there on the West Coast is owned by a Chinese firm which is just a front for the Chinese people's army. In other words, one of the biggest ports in the United States is at least under Clinton. It was run by the Chinese military. I think it still is. It's not like Clinton sold, you know, technology to make submarines quieter and get their, get their missiles into outer space to the Chinese for a couple hundred thousand dollars in a campaign donation. I mean, no, we can't prove that. It's just that, you know, after he gets the money from Chinese, then he approves the sale of the military technology right afterwards. It's kind of like if I give Biden a whole bunch of money, Biden lets all my people in and does whatever else the Chinese want done. And then the DOJ protects Biden. And the reason we have Biden doing all this is because if we ever want to try to prosecute him, we can't because he's not mentally fit to hold office. And then if I say, well, who was behind him running everything? They'll say it was him. I know you're lying to me. The emperor has no clothes, but the majority of this country will know it's a lie too, but they'll say, oh, okay, well, nothing we can do about that. I guess he won the election fair and square. If you accept a lie and you know it's a lie and you accept it and act on it and live on it, congratulations, team Satan. Yes. According to the Bible, I've saved the best for the second hour. It gets worse. It gets closer to home. I'm going to show you one of the largest holocausts in the history of man in the next hour. And they can now prove it. And they're getting ready to double down on it and do it again. It's in the news. 
if you know where to look. I'll share it with you in the next hour. And then I'm going to share something else with you. Hmm. And then I will ask you again, are you sure you are not in a spiritual battle? A little early. Time for the break. Six minutes. We'll see you. See you in a few.
mean, call your local Uber driver, you know, the, the one here in, in Bay County and tell them you get a dozen donuts, deliver them to the road to Concord. <laughs> Come on, man. You can hook us up with the, you know, folks, for those of you who aren't watching the comments on Rumble, they're telling me I should have brought some leftover desserts, but classmate DSG 1973 has it right. Who's got leftover desserts by Saturday night, Sunday night? I mean, come on. I'm me? Leftover dessert? Who do you think you're talking to, man? Rounds a shape? I'm in it. Takes a lot of dessert to stay round, you know? Come on, guys. I mean, geez. But Charlie was late to show today, so he does owe the OS donuts. That's his, his rule, not mine. If you're late, bring donuts. So, you know, if you're going to be late, he was late. He didn't bring donuts. So. He thinks he gets away with bringing donuts once this week. If he'd have brought them today when he was late, yes. But since he's got to owe the donuts, there's interest that has to be accrued. Just told him that for the first time just now. So might have to be donuts twice this week. <laughs> or cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Actually, I, I do have a bunch of cinnamon rolls in the freezer. So mm, deluxe cinnamon rolls. See, it's almost like I'm a genius or something. <laughs> I, might, I, might actually, I might actually do that tonight. So, so Natasha screams in AI. <laughs> One of you asked why Natasha is so upset with me having donuts. As bad as I am on the screen when, I've, when I'm on a sugar high, she puts up with what goes on in the intercom when y'all can't hear it. It gets worse. <laughs> I stay clean language, but <laughs> it gets worse. All right. For those of you who are not going to be privileged like myself with donuts, <clears throat> you will eat bugs and be happy. Yes. This is called uh, the, from the fat mountain farms it says the war on meat and why you need to support your local farms. Well, this is about England. So what's that got to do with anything here in the United States, Joe? Oh, <laughs> surprise, surprise. It's come to you too. And if you haven't been paying attention, you better because they're not going to tell you. You got bugs in your food. They're going to call it by a different name. How progressive of them. But they're going to start feeding you bugs. This is actually a very good article. They go through what's going on, and they're telling you that this is going to start with your children in the schools, just like the military. They do everything they want to do in an area where they mandate you have to go. So either you're going to start packing your kids' lunches, or they're going to end up eating bugs, whether you like it or not, and they're going to be happy about it. Then they talk about, this This is also article also it incorporates the United States, but it tells you how in the schools in Wales, the United Kingdom have begun rolling out a program led by academics from Cardford, uh, Cardiff University and the University of West of England uh, to start feeding bugs to school children. This is in, in, since 2019, the federal government pays a portion of the premiums for policies on corporate farms covering 63% of the 10.1 billion in premiums. And since the Great Depression, government payment fluctuates from $1.5 billion to 1949 to $32.5 billion in 2000, blah, blah, blah. What they're telling you is the government is, you're going to need to depend on your local supporters. That's the subtitle. You'll eat bugs and be happy, says the war on meat and why you need to support your local farms. So that'll help us. Just support your local farmers. How many of those local farms do you still have left in your area? 
When I first moved to where this studio is right now, just a mile and a half down the road, there was a local dairy farm. It's now a housing complex. And there used to be cattle growing on everywhere around this place. There were, there were cattle growing all over the place here in Bay County. I don't think Bay County grows cattle anymore, except for maybe private citizens that have a couple cows. But there were farmers growing local meat. No more. Why? There's a war on the small farmer, the small, small business farmers. That's what this article is about. Oh, and look, this is from Proud as a Peacock. Farmageddon, unseen war on American family farms. And it goes over how this war is being conducted. Well, you can read this, but I'm going to tell you, a lot of this is done by the federal government. It's being orchestrated by the government. And it's being done through the process that we'll explain tomorrow. And it's done in a way where the government says, it's not our fault. Remember what Hillary said, we're not responsible for any undercapitalized business out there, even if it's a farm. Who's responsible for putting them in a position to be undercapitalized, Ms. Clinton? Oh, well, that's a different story. You know, we had to pass those laws for the good of the country. Really? If you think this isn't planned, you're not paying attention. Or you don't understand how the process works. That's what tomorrow's show is going to be about. Teaching Tuesday, I'm going to teach you how this process works in a little bit more detail. And I'm going to explain how hideous and insidious it is. It's lawlessness by a different name. But it's done in a way to make it appear lawful. And it's done in a way that allows these people to tell themselves they've done it all for the good of everybody else. They're going to force you to do things that you otherwise would not do. And then they're going to tell themselves they had no hand in that. You chose it. Mm -hmm. You do realize who the two largest owners of farmland in the United States are today, right? China and Bill Gates. Where could that possibly go wrong? Comment on the board from Aaron Spikes. The war in the small farmer has been going on for a long time. Subsidies ruined the small farmer. Yes, they did. They also convinced the small farmer to produce things that he used to make that we need that we don't have enough of anymore. Everybody grows corn now for ethanol. Or we pay farmers not to grow. Well, geez, man, if I could get paid just to till my crops under and not grow, that's cheaper than growing it. And that's a guaranteed paycheck. That's nudge. That's nudge. What's all this got to do with anything? Well, that's easy, folks. As soon as three or four companies own 90, 80, 90% of the farmland in this country or production of the farmlands or of your meat and your food, well, you know, there's not a monopoly because there's four companies. It's just that this CEO is on the board of those other three companies, and that CEO is on the board of those other three companies, and this CEO's wife is the CEO of that other company. And the next thing you know, what you have is feudalism, a modern form of feudalism through an interconnected network of people who all went to the same Ivy League schools who are now running these corporations who are all intermarried with each other. Exactly like, say it with me now, boys and girls, 
Woodrow freaking said he wanted to do. It works exactly like he said he was going to make it work. And we want to tell ourselves that that's not what happened. <laughs> Silly us. Oh, by the way, Tyson's Foods is closing a Jacksonville location as one of the eight closures before 2024. Another meat processing plant is going to close, this time Jacksonville, Florida. We have a phone call. Is it a known classmate? Good morning. You're on the road to Concord with Joe. Who we got? Jimmy. Hey, buddy. Hey, it's Jimmy. <laughs> Anyhow, what's up, Jimmy? Man, I am so lonely in this call-in world. <laughs> Nobody else calls but you. It's like I'm the only one that can read the number off the screen. <laughs> they don't love me, Jimmy. <laughs> What's up, brother? Some food for thought in this um, subject. Whoa, 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 whoa! Stop, Jimmy. Food for thought. Is it got crickets in it? I don't uh, want no. Does it got bugs in the food for thought? You, you're going to no, give us no bugs in this. No bugs. But okay, so this is nope. it. Is you can just is you it can take this and go is down it, whatever alleyway you want to travel down. But is it 3D printed meat? Are you feeding us artificial food? <laughs> this, this is just this is just good old natural Jimmy's brain turning on okay. something that you've all been right, talking right. about. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm aware of the of the Chinese and Bill Gates buying up a lot of the farmland. Okay. It doesn't bother me at all. Okay. We we have two means provided to us from for dealing with that. Okay. And it is basically taking their own um, their own ammunition and using it against them. The problem and the thing that bothers me is corrupt and treasonous people within the government. All right. If the government in a time of war is not corrupt and treasonous, we have two, two powers provided to us to deal with Bill Gates and China and their ownership of our farmland. If our government is corrupt and treasonous, it doesn't matter anyway. No, it doesn't. No. Okay. And let me explain. Eminent domain and the War Powers Act. Eminent domain by its proper standards, um, like property can be taken from a citizen mm -hmm. if it can be shown that it is in the um, essential need of the population that that property be taken under eminent domain. Oh yeah. I can, I can make infrastructure. A, right. Well, you wouldn't even need to do that. You could make that argument several different ways with China and, and Bill Gates, just in the fact that it is not in the best interest of the American people to have that much farmland in the hands of, of an enemy and one. Well, man. not only that, if he, if it can be shown, he has bought up that farmland for the objective of preventing it from being used to feed the American Jimmy's phone went out on us again, folks. Hold on a minute. It usually comes back. Am I there? Yeah, you're back. Okay, sorry about that. No, nope, that's all right. I, I was saying if he has bought up all this farmland and it can be shown that he did so with the objective of depriving its use to feed the population, what greater example of essential need can one possibly come up with? Yes, and in that case, you don't even have to buy it back from him. You can just take it. Put him in jail. Yep. And concerning the Chinese, the War Powers Act, if they are currently at war with this country, they forfeit owner of every ownership of everything. Yes, I know, but you have to get us to declare war against them to do that. And we can't declare war against them, seeing how the majority of the federal government's owned by them. 
So which well, that, gets that us back to us what back you to, said. To the point that I made government. from the beginning, that if, yeah. the, if the government is corrupt and treasonous, that their ownership of it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. In, in other words, it's a symptom of... So basically what Jimmy's saying is we're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> you back with us, Jimmy? Yeah, uh, unless we're able to get the right people in the government in a time of war. Yeah, now how are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? Because I haven't brought to you the stories that we're going to have to do a show very soon, and it's probably going to be this Thursday on Conspiracy Theory Thursday. We're going to talk about the conspiracies dealing with all the election fraud that's going on right now that's hitting the news. Real, legitimate, verified fraud. How are you going to elect the right people in that environment? My thoughts on this, I will not discuss with you in this forum. Yeah, with the phone somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. I and I you. will leave you at that. I'll just call in for my thoughts on, on the ownership of the property. It doesn't bother me at all because I realize it's easily dealt with if we have a just and true government. Our problem is not the ownership of the property. Our problem is that we don't have that just and true government. All right, Jimmy, real quick before you leave, why do we not have in this country, in this country, as it was founded, why do we not have a just and true government? What's the ultimate source of that problem? Well, I think it's been the Bolsheviks, the Bolshevik movement since Woodrow Wilson. I would disagree with you, brother. I would think it's us, the American people. We the people. I'm, I'm having a very hard time hearing you. I said, I think it's us, the American people, is the ultimate problem here. We're the ones that ultimately have become corrupted, the people. Well, Americans like you and I have begun to catch on to it. Yes. Um, since, my, since my grandfather's generation, maybe my great-grandparents, they have been dumbing us down. They've been making us an idiocracy so that they could pull this over on us. Yes, you know, I never heard of rules of logic and logical fallacies until I taught you. asked my mother last Thursday. I went and picked my mother up, or last Wednesday. I went and picked her up and brought her to my house for Thanksgiving. And on the way here, I asked her, I said, Mom, you ever heard of a logical fallacy? Well, no. Do you know what rules of logic are? Uh-uh. You know? Our founding we fathers taught. studied those. Yeah, they kept it from us. You can't study our founding fathers studied the Greek philosophers. You can't study the Greek philosophers without that's what they talk about, the rules of logic. <laughs> yep. The Western world was built primarily on integrating those rules of logic into a Christian, you know, a Judeo-Christian background. That's what the West is. Yeah. So, you know, I never even had heard of principles until I heard um Sean Hannity mention it in something he was talking about one time. This was 15, 20 years ago, and I um, got to look in with principles. What does that even mean? And I get, so I got to looking into it. That is so basic. Why didn't I not get taught this in school? Why? Uh, John, John freaking John, yeah. Dewey. I know why. But, uh, <laughs> Charlie even knew where we were going. <laughs> but this is how now, – now you can play my theme song because I called in just to talk about land ownership. I'm going to leave angry. My, I'm you know, sorry. I didn't mean to get your ire up, Jimmy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> At least she could still go fishing for the time being. But, you know, they made it mandatory. In order for me to be able to get my diploma and graduate high school, I had to study Greek mythology. Why didn't they teach me Greek philosophy? 
because then you can think that's for yourself. what i'm angry about that's you, how they did it to then us. you could think for yourself and the child who can think for themselves is going to disturb the social well, society as i and rand coming. put it a thinking man cannot be ruled bingo there you go bingo. all right brother y'all have a good morning thank you sir <laughs> <laughs> we got jimmy's eye up <laughs> for those of you who are new to the show jimmy still calls into we started off well in freedom networks with uh freedom networks with the steve nichols show and you can still find him you just go to freedom networks with an x n-e-t-w-o-r-x.com and you'll find his show and it comes on before ours it's out of southern georgia it's it's behind the occupied line terror you know occupied territory of southern georgia and uh jimmy would call in there and he called in one time and he, he called in the show and he said my ire's up and he, he defined what ire means he told the audience what it means and everything and i i just i latched onto that and we made a little video clip for for jimmy because he's a southern comfort man he likes you know he likes the adult beverage there and um if you know jimmy zinker because he approved the video we made before we ever aired it. I made sure it wouldn't insult him or anybody. He's like, yup, that's me. <laughs> not, not necessarily the man in it, but the attitude of the the com Southern Comfort commercial and the, and the way we did everything. It's just, that's old history to this show. And it will be a part of this show until the day I quit. Jimmy Zinker and I are pretty good friends, folks. But um, he's right. You know, we got a corrupt government but that's because we have a corrupt people and we were corrupted like what he says by the Bolsheviks. So you're going to eat food. Okay. I'm going to eat bugs and you're going to love it. Now let's go back to the next story I have for you. This one is uh, what cash for clunkers was really all about. <sighs> this is, this is put in here mostly for tomorrow's show. But this one here is going to argue that who was it? Who who is it that usually drives these old beat up cars? Younger people or people without as much money, right? But for the most part, when you were a kid, it was a clunker that you drove. I did. Most of it, most of the people I knew, we drove clunkers. There's multiple layers going here, but the author of this story is basically saying, "Well, this keeps kids at home, still under mommy and daddy's." you know, thumb. They're trying to keep kids at home longer and longer and longer. This is social engineering, folks, and I'll explain it in greater detail tomorrow during Teaching Tuesday. But this is one of the things that Cash for Clunkers did. You know what else it did? <laughs> you get rid of all these cars that don't have computers in them. You don't have very many carbureted vehicles on the road anymore. Why is that important? Well, for one thing, they can still keep using this ethanol crap that they sell us, which is an inferior fuel. But it's also, it, it, when you have fuel injectors, it's easier to turn them suckers off, which gets me to my next story. The law, have you seen this? The, this is from Newsmax. This is law mandates kill switch in all cars starting in 2026. Now, this is really cool. Because basically what it means is if you're impaired, it's going to turn your car off. Well, how the heck are they going to do that? Well, you know, your car has a computer in it that's linked to the satellite now for your OnStar and your, uh, you know, Sirius 
XM radio and all this other good stuff and your, your navigation system and everything. So they're just going to program your car so that if you're impaired, you know, supposedly this is to stop drunk driving. Or if you're late on your loan payment. Oh, see, he's ahead of the classroom. Or if your social score isn't high enough because you're running a show called the road to Concord and you're insulting the government. And the whole thing here is Joe, you chose this. We're not responsible for that. We didn't do this to you. We didn't censor you. We allowed you to say what you wanted to say. Yeah, but you made it so that I wouldn't be able to buy or sell if I did that. You chose it, Joe. We didn't. That's nudge. And it's a lie, like everything else they do. But anyhow, yes, AI? Just wondering, can you undo the kill switch by repeating Taylor Swift or Matthew Perry? Like, oh, come on, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Matthew Perry, Matthew Perry, Taylor Swift, sweet, there we go. Charlie, you got to tweet the AI's sarcasm. It's just not quite dialed in just yet. <laughs> I'll work on that. <laughs> so cute. But don't worry, folks. USA Today, they did us a big old favor here. Let me see if I can make this thing go away. Should be able to just X out of that, but it won't let me. We'll refresh it if you're watching the board. Here it goes. Fact check. Eh, basically, it's wanting me to continue to cite. There we go. Fact check. No, there's no vehicle kill switch in Biden's 2021 infrastructure bill. So don't worry. They're not going to put the kill switch in there. The problem is nobody told Microsoft about that. Microsoft News, MSN News or whatever. Law will install kill switch in all new cars. Hmm. <laughs> and they're even saying, once again, drivers get screwed by politicians in D.C. Folks, <laughs> this is Microsoft's own news source. They're in bed with the government writing like, once again, the government's going to screw you. You're helping to do the screwing, Microsoft. <laughs> you have to pass the bill to know what's in it. Yeah, and you got to dig even deeper to find out who helped write it. <laughs> no, this, I'm sorry, folks. This tickles me to death. They're going to kill the switch. They're going to put a kill switch. In, and you think Microsoft, you know, just operator of just about everything computer these days, they don't have a hand in writing the code that makes all this happen? <laughs> who do you think's writing the social uh, credit score programs that you're going to be using that's going to be connected to that kill switch? Yes, yeah, it's, it's all for the kids, Clay. You're right. It's for the children. Well, that was very good of you there, Mr. Jackson. Groomer. It's for the children. It's always for the children or the planet. It's always for something else. Never for you people who are pushing this garbage. This is what Cash for Clunkers was really about. You had to get rid of all the older cars to force you to buy new ones, which is why the car industry was all for it. Cool, we're going to sell more cars. And they were being subsidized at the same time. <sighs> calm down, Joe. Calm down, calm down. I don't have enough donuts here right now for this. Okay, so what comes next? Got cash for clunkers out of the way. What's this one, Joe? When did the media stop covering vaccine disasters? I don't know. This is for forgotten side of medicine. It's a, a Midwest doctor. It says, how different would the world be if the pharmaceutical industry had not bought out the media? 
how many people own the media? The Democratic Party, the Repo the progressives, the pharmacists? No, 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 folks. It's all one cabal. Don't think of it the way that, that most people do. This is not, don't hold this individually, you know, this industry over that. Uh-uh. What you're dealing with now is fascism. They've all been married together and interwoven. This is one, this is a hydra. You have one monster with many heads, but you still have only one body of the monster. Seven-headed monster in Book of Revelation, very similar to this. There's just one monster with many heads. Says I recently published an article which highlighted many instances where dangerous vaccine was pushed on the America uh, on America and how eventually the mass media decided to air a report discussing the harms of those vaccines and the government's willful disregard of all the evidence showing what was happening was really a bad idea. In turn, each of those reports ended the vaccines campaign. Given that the COVID-19 vaccines were much more dangerous than any of those vaccines, and unlike the previous were mandated upon America, and it is hence extraordinary that the entire media, with the exception of a few hosts on Fox News, has never touched upon what is happening now. Instead, they typically attack anyone who points it out. I would argue this shift is because the industry leaned from each of those past vaccine disasters, learned from those past vaccine disasters, and realized that it was necessary to do each of the following. One, have a better sales pitch have complete immunity from manufacture for the manufacturers and not permit any critical coverage. In other words, closely controlled propaganda campaign, which is exactly what's happened. Then you go to this one. Who is Dr. Robert Malone? This is all from Substack, I believe. He says not 14 million lives saved, but over 17 million dead from the mRNA vaccine. All right, now you can read through this one, but I'm going to explain it to you real quick here. This one's serious, and I told you I was going to show you something worse than the um, than the Holocaust. This is going to be linked to a video. In this story, this is the type of thing that classmates like T-Rex need to read. They'll understand it. This is a little scientific. Dr. Malone, you know, the one who came out really early on and said, hey, man, just take ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, the z you'll be all right. Turns out now they're saying, yeah, if you do all that, you're going to be all right. How many people died because he was told that he couldn't he couldn't promote these cheap, effective treatments for COVID? Well, we're not talking about those people in this story. This story is just the vaccine. And it's going to go through and it's going to use some statistics in other countries where they can tightly nail them down because they don't have as much trouble with people like the CDC obfuscating. In other words, confusing and making it difficult to track down the data you need to prove what's going on. But then he's going to extrapolate it with data that we can use. It's used off a of total excess morbidity, morbidity, total deaths, total, all total from all causes. And he goes through times of like World War One and the in the black uh, the swine flu and other things in different countries. And he's going to go through it and he's going to look at the numbers. The author of this piece. And what he's, what he's doing here, folks, the sociologist in me understands this perfectly. He's comparing apples to apples, and he's talking to other scientists that know how to do these numbers. And he's saying, okay, we're only going to look at apples to apples across these different demographics in these different countries. And then when he's all said and done, he's going to go to the total morbidity that the CDC does report how many people are supposed to be dying each year. There's only about 1% of your population should die each year, total, overall, 1% nationally 
globally, whatever, 1% of the population should die. That's why we keep growing in X because we have usually have more babies born than people die. Not in every nation anymore, but anyhow, that's, that's aside the point. He's comparing apples to apples. And then he goes to the numbers that he can pretty much count on from the CDC because the CDC doesn't expect anybody to do this work. What does he come up with? He comes up with uh, 17 million extra deaths beyond what we should have statistically seen. And he's already accounted for cases of bad epidemics from flu or, you know, swine flu and things like this. He's already gone and looked at that. And he says, there's only one common denominator, the jabs. If he's right, they've killed over 17 million people. Most of them of the younger age bracket, most of them male. If you're trying to reduce global population, that's the number, that's specifically the group of people you go after, younger males. If you are trying to make sure that you got all the females for yourself, you, well, you know, you hunters understand how this works. You can go out there and shoot everybody who has less than 18 points on his antlers. No bag limit. I'm the stag. I'm going to keep all the little, you know, all little girl deer for myself. Or in this case, it's, I'm the self-appointed intelligentsia. I want to be able to have whoever I want. You can go kill the rest of those guys. Or if you want to weaken the country's defense capability. Yeah. You see, this is nudge. This is two for three for four for. Especially if the people who are most affected by this tend to be the ones who are going to be, you know, the ones you force it on the ones that are going to be like the military, the ones are going to be most likely to oppose you. If you do something that the people are going to want to oppose, you know, the military had to for, and then they were kicked out if they didn't take the jab. Now we're wanting them back. Now it's okay. You know, they're trying to gaslight us and tell us none of this ever happened that they didn't do all these things. Yes, they did. And if you've been paying attention, Pfizer knew that this was dangerous to children and hid it from the CDC and the FDA and everybody else. Guess what? Even with the immunity that was given to them by the law, this is from Gateway Pundit. Litigation floodgates are now open for mRNA vaccine injured. Comprehensive list of 90 attorneys around the world available for lawsuits against vaccine manufacturers. You see, their crimes against humanity were so egregious that the laws exempting them from prosecution civil suits are not going to hold up because they knew what they were doing to begin with. And the stories are starting to come out. But you're not going to see this on the quote-unquote mainstream legacy media. That group of media works for the Hydra. You've got to go to other people who are, it, it's in the news. There are reporters still reporting this stuff. But you have to go look for it elsewhere. Now, that story we just did about how many excess people were killed by all of this stuff, that, that doesn't count these people who have been permanently injured by it. That's even more. 
and it also doesn't kill account the um, spontaneous abortions that were caused by the vaccine. Comment on the board from James William Holt. Didn't the U.S. give the pharmaceutical companies immunity? Yes, they did under the law. But the problem with that, James, is the pharmaceutical companies even lied to the government about how dangerous these vaccines are, and it violated the protections of that law. So there are people starting to sue them now, and it's getting into the courts. Whether or not it'll be allowed to, to pursue proceed to you know verdicts and everything, and whether or not the verdicts will be upheld, don't know yet. But what you have here is a giant RICO case, and the United States government would be a co-defendant. But we can't. How, how do you how do you prosecute prosecute your whole government? Hmm? We have no laws for the crimes that have been committed here, unless of course you're going to have another Nuremberg trial and put most of the United States government on trial for this. Now, have you paid attention to this, folks? It says, after the liberal meltdown, conservative media has some intelligent takes on Javier Milieu's historic election in Argentina. They've just elected a supposedly radical anti-socialist down there. Right-wing conservative nut job. And the media is having a meltdown. Okay, hold on to that. Next story. Worldwide trend. New Zealand's conservative Prime Minister Christopher Luxon vows to cut taxes, roll back citizens' gun restrictions, revert oil and gas exploration ban, you know, undo that. They've also just repealed the world, you know, the only country so far that's repealed a smoking ban. So supposedly there's a worldwide movement toward ultra-right-wing conservative policies again, right? Uh, I don't know about that. Maybe. Here's my problem. The people who control the voting in these countries, in the media, in the government, it's a global web. It's a global cabal. They control everything. Did these people actually really get elected? And are they really conservative or is this just another way to control the backlash and to keep the people in their gilded cage, thinking that they voted the bums out? Welcome to political theater. Grab your popcorn. Which would be the same thing. I think that, you know, I've already expressed to you my concerns with Trump, that that's exactly what that is too. They always control your options. So you think you're getting an anti-person, but you're not. Do you honestly believe with as much, and you know in your heart of hearts that there is a group of people who are coordinated and interconnected that are generally working in, you know, cooperation with each other toward a similar set of goals. Now you might have, you know, strawberry and vanilla and chocolate flavored socialism all working together here. So it always to the outside observer, it might look like three different things. And then you say, well, they're all fighting each other and they're not cooperating. You get a little higher in atmosphere in, in altitude, look at the map a different way. And you see the velocity vector I've explained to you before. They're all three co-op, you know, fighting each other, but they're kind of in a triple helix circling around the center vector. So it looks like they're fighting each other, but they're all heading in the same direction. You got this mess. It's a Hydra. Hydra's fighting itself. And everybody says, look, all these little, you got 20 heads fighting each other. They're not co- one body. 
And the body takes the heads in the same direction. Whatever picture you need in your head to make this work. You actually think once they have this much control over the world, they're going to allow somebody to get elected that's going to undo all of it? No. What happens is they look and they see the pressure cooker. And they say, okay, well, if we don't pop the pressure relief valve somewhere, we're going to lose it because the people are going to rise up and we're going to end up dead, you know, like with Marie Antoinette and, you know, the reign of terror in France, which by the way, that Napoleon movie was not very good. At least I didn't like it, but anyway. So they put a pressure relief valve in there, something for the people to think they've done something. So they elect this guy. He goes in there. He sets back some really cool things that look like he's doing something, but he doesn't change the important stuff. He just changes things that affect their pocketbook. Like maybe he comes in there and he talks about shutting down the border and closing it up and he lightening up on the energy policy. So our gas gets cheap and cuts the taxes. So you keep more of your money and everybody's super employed and businesses run along really good, but none of the policies, you know, Obamacare doesn't get reversed, just changed. You know, now now we're going to call it something else care. And we'll take credit for that because we just replaced it with our version. And, and because we're better people, then you know, we'll take credit for that. We promised to get rid of it, but we didn't. And then we say, well, look, man, we got rid of abortion, but you actually didn't. You just said, well, nationally, we can't mandate it. The states are free to do so. And basically everything that you promised, you know, gun control, you, you're going to help, you're, you're going to fight the gun grabbers, but at the same time, you're grabbing the outlawing guns by decree or certain things dealing with guns. Yeah, I'm talking about Trump, folks. That's why I'm cynical. He did things that made you think he was conservative and that he was going to do all this good stuff because your pocketbook got better. He was just a much more clever progressive. He bought your vote and your support. But never forget, he brought you the jab. And he brought you the lockdowns. And that was the vehicle by which the New World Order ushered in Build Back Better, which is their new world order. So were you really given a second choice or not? Or did you just, were you given one that looked like it was a conservative second choice? You know, he's all for the country, manga, 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 cool slogan and everything. Because remember, the ones who come actually preaching what you really should be listening to, you want nothing to do with them. You know, because the the preacher who comes talking to you about the things you really need to hear, he's just dressed in, I don't know, animal skins with a rope tying them together, and he's eating locusts. Wild man with uncut hair. He's been living out in the desert the whole time. And he's preaching things you don't want to hear because, you know, it's a hard message. So you go run to the one who's got some good music. Real cool show up on stage and promises you health, wealth, and prosperity. Um, We'll go listen to that preacher. So even if he's a rhino, we don't want nothing to do with DeSantis. Give us Trump. Mm -hmm. Or even if he turns out that he's going to be turned, we don't want anything to do with Ted Cruz. Give us Trump. We don't want anything to do with Ron Paul. Give us somebody else. You never go for the ones that you're supposed to be, that that you say you want. 
You don't. You go for the one that's flashy packaged, promising you to get back at the other team. The corruption is in you and in me because I fell for that for many years. No more. Comment on the board from Aaron Spikes. Look at how Hitler deceived the German people. Yes, he bought them. For the most part, that's how he did that. He bought them until it was too late. It's all a popularity pageant. Yes, Clay. And we fall for it because we're not looking for capital T truth. So are these worldwide movements back toward the right? You know, the pendulum's just swinging, Joe. Is it? Or has it already been seized and you're just caught in the trap? Exactly like Orwell and Huxley tried to explain to us what's going to happen. Tomorrow, I'm going to show you a different way of looking at and evaluating all of this stuff. Yeah, more like birth pains. Yes, AI. Yes. And I'm going to show you nudge and how it works, how the process works. It's a, it's a supposed scientific theory. When you understand how it's laid out to work, and you know what you're looking for, you'll start realizing that what you think is a give and take between two different sides is the same thing. And it might be why I see it and others don't. I've read both those books, Nudge. Comment on the board from JMW78 says supporter. He says he was a, a transactional candidate. Listen now, and he's trying to make transactions with another voting base. Yes. He's selling you a product. He's the product. He's always been a salesman. That's who Trump is. And he's a showman. He's acting. This is all an act. Kabuki theater. If Trump really had principles, <laughs> look at his history when he was in New York City. He'd pal around with whoever he needed to to get what he wanted. That's not a principled man. That's a man who can't see past his own desires. And to the extent that America is going to latch themselves on with him, you know, whatever. You're latching on to whatever package he's selling today. He didn't deliver on what he promised you last time. Why are you going to vote for him this time? It's too late. Don't worry. I'm I'm not if you're a Trump supporter, don't worry. I'm not a big enough voice to stop anybody from anything. He's going to run, people are going to vote for him. Whether or not they let him win, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. And not because, you know, well, he'll actually try to change things. No, 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 no. No. That's not what they're scared of because they know he won't change anything major. What they're really afraid of is you might, he might change just enough to wake y'all up. That's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of, <laughs> we need our grasshopper flipped back up. They're afraid of the, the ants. They're all grasshoppers, you know, from the movie Bugs Life. They don't want the ants to stand up. They don't want you to realize, holy crap, we can do better. Because then you might actually do something for a change. Ultimately, they're, they're a minority of people. But a minority always changes history. It's never the majority of people that change history. That's what the 3% is all about. When I was in the service, they did a study. So let's say I have 100 men in a combat and we're in a firefight. Fewer than half of us are going to fire our weapons. And of the half that do, 
only about 10% of those are actually going to aim. So when you do the numbers, it's like 5% of the, of the unit is actually doing the fighting. It's not many people who actually do the work. The others are just, I showed up. I was there. Cannon fodder. Well, that's the way the world still works. Wolves, sheepdogs, and everybody else in the middle are sheep. What happens when the sheep decide to listen to the wolf rather than the sheepdog? How is it that the sheep can't tell the difference between the voice of the sheep, the, the sheepdog and the wolf? Lack of discernment. If you're going to look at things purely through worldly eyes, that's all you're going to hear is worldly voices. And in this world, all you're going to hear is a cacophony. When you start learning to look with spiritual eyes, what you're going to hear are two different voices. One of a dragon, the other of a lamb. A lamb with the shadow of a lion. If you have ears to hear, you know what I just said. Follow the voice of the sh- of the lamb with the lion shadow. Don't follow the voice of the dragon. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. But if you don't know how to find capital T truth and pursue it, you will end up following the voice of the cacophony. One of them. And it'll get you lost. It's a siren's call. Drag you down in the deep where you're going to drown. When we talk about nudge tomorrow, if I succeed at doing what I'm going to try to do, I'm going to explain the process to you. And then we're going to go back through every one of these stories again, not in as much detail what little we did do today, but I'm going to illustrate how each of them is nudging you in a different direction. And ultimately, when you add them all together, you get a velocity vector. Do y'all remember that show about velocity vectors? We're talking about this in a sociological stance, political stance. So when you when you one points this way and one points that way and one points this way, and the direction and the amount of push behind it, when you add them all up, you end up with a vector pointing in one central direction. That's what you've got here. You've got a lot of different arrows pointing in slightly different directions, and everybody looks at them and say, look, man, they're just a bunch of rabbits or cats going every... No, 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 no. Add them up. They form a velocity vector. They all point in a central direction. And that's where, if you know how to see it, you're going to find the proof of your spiritual hidden hand. Humans cannot act this way. Humans would be cats all going in different directions. And yet, We've been following the exact same velocity vector for at least 200 years. I would argue for about 6,000, but for at least 200. And it hasn't changed. It's only increasing in momentum. And that's actually an indirect proof of what I've been trying to show the class and teach y'all. That this is real. Carol Quigley told us what was going on in Tragedy and Hope. Nobody paid attention. Glenn Beck. I like him. He taught me a lot. For all his I'm a prophet, without telling you I'm a prophet talk, and yes, he thinks he's a prophet, a 
a Mormon prophet. And, and it, no, he's never said that. But if you listen to his language and you know his theology, Charlie, am I off base here, you think? Or No, I don't think you're off base. If you understand his, his religion and everything and you've listened to him long enough, he thinks he's a Mormon prophet. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Yeah. But for all of that, how is it he can't keep all the pieces of the puzzle together that he's brought us? Because he doesn't. He forgets them. A prophet would never forget the pieces of the puzzle. I'm not a prophet. That's for sure. I just put puzzles together. That's all. I'm just gifted with a weird memory. It's one of the things that Jimmy Zinker finds fascinating about me is that I can forget it for a decade. And when, then the moment I need it, there it is again, just like I just read it, or at least I know where to go find it. It helps me put the puzzle together, but then I try to paint it for those who will listen. Trying to find ways to show it to you. You can see it. And I hope that it helps you in some way, shape or form in your life to navigate all the pitfalls and, and you know traps and snares in our world. Tomorrow, I'm going to try to show you how this propaganda campaign has been working against us. Dr. Malone has another video out, and he's telling you, you have been the victim of the largest propaganda campaign in human history, and COVID's just a part of it. They're now admitting ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine with the z pack Nobody dies. Not from COVID. Not if you've been treated that way in time. He was screaming that from day one. And they tried to cancel him. They canceled several other doctors that were saying the same thing. Folks, do you know what would happen in this country if... Somebody, if you're pushing something that's going to cause death, and you know, this, this company's selling you poison, and I know it's selling you poison. And this other voice is saying, hey, it's poison. Here's the antidote. Here's how to, here's how to really deal with this. If I shut this guy up, in this country, I can be charged. I'm now an accessory to murder. Legally. And ethically, morally, that's true. Why aren't all our government, why isn't Fauci in jail? Don't think anything's ever going to happen to him. It's not. And you do realize, if you dig, and I don't mean, this is not conspiracy stuff, folks. It isn't. This is easy to find. I can link Fauci, Epstein, and Bill Gates without having to go through Epstein's Island. They were all co-investors in the same medical um, pharmaceutical companies. And they were all going to save lives, reduce the world's population by saving lives. Yes. You can find this if you look for it. They're all going to get rich by reducing global population through vaccinations and medical treatments, genetic medical treatments that save lives. Now, how does that work? Unless, of course, those medical treatments sterilize you. 
like Gates's vaccines in Africa were doing or kill you like the mRNA vaccines do. No, no. You do the math yourself. Come up with your own answers. But I do know that those three men are connected that way. Got nothing to do with Epstein. Of course, they're all three connected through Epstein's Island too, but no, that's irrelevant, right? This one's easy to prove. This one's actually in the mainstream media. It's easy to find if you go look for it. Don't expect them to shove it into your screen, your your feed on Facebook. They're not going to put it in front of you. You got to go hunt for that one. But if you do, eh, I ain't worried about what you're going to find. I already know. And it'll also connect you to illegal Chinese labs in California working on the exact same stuff after it's all supposed to have been shut down. And lo and behold, nobody wants to investigate it because it might come back to, oh, I don't know, somebody in our government connected to China. Hmm. That kind of gets us right back to where we started the show from today, doesn't it? Yes, AI? But Joe... That's because there are infected fruit flies around that area. We can't go to the lab. <laughs> yes. So Dip by DDT has a comment on Rumble. He says, Joe smiles on the inside reading all of this. What do you mean on the inside, brother? <laughs> I got to smile on the outside. <laughs> I saw a meme just this little video just this morning. It's me accepting my reward as the most accurate conspiracy theorist of the year. And this guy gets up and he's all dignified and everything in his tuxedo, shaking hands, getting ready to go accept his reward. <laughs> I'm waiting for that award because as far as I know, I qualify. <laughs> the only conspiracy theory that I've got that I've pushed on this show that nobody's been able that I've put forward as a conspiracy that nobody's been able to show me is right or wrong yet is the government. It knows that Bigfoot exists and they won't admit it because they're trying to keep us from locking down the forest industry to protect the habitat. Personally, I think what it is, is they know he exists and he's responsible for a lot of the disappearances in the national forests. They don't want to admit he exists because then they'd have to go do something about all the disappearances in the forest and have to answer for why they let people go into the forest and get killed by Bigfoot when they knew he was out there killing people. I don't know. Whatever. But that's the only one that I know I'm pushing. It's all about Daryl. And by the way, this one has been a proven conspiracy theory. We do know who Bigfoot is. He's a member of the class. He goes by T-Rex. He's been hiding under the guise of Bigfoot in occupied territory in, in you know, people's former Republic of Georgia. <sighs> Dip's going to send me pictures of donuts, but he's not going to send me donuts. Oh, ban that man if he does that. Don't let him on the board anymore, Charlie. <laughs> well, we did have a dodo cop that did that. Yes, you we remember. did. remember. So yes, we did. I wonder if Dip is maybe a really, 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 really good dodo cop. Yeah, but we've met him. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's not well, a dodo that's right. cop. He could just be an extraordinary dodo cop. You know, because, you know, you know, you got people like Trump that, you know, appear to be. We should have know, put a shot collar on him when he was here for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the ones with the locks that if you undo it, it blows up and cuts right, your head right. off. That yeah. way we can zap them from a long distance. Yeah. yeah. We got to work on those shot collar things. Yes, AI. Don't don't tease me like that. I know he's not a dodo. 
All right, guys, let's wrap this thing up for today. I know nobody's going to share this show. (laughs) We're not worried about that. But if you have any crazy friends or conspiracy kook buddies that you think might enjoy this show, or occasionally, like on Wednesday, when we get serious for one day for two hours and we talk about scripture, uh, or anybody who actually might need a history lesson from time to time wrapped up in a conspiracy theory that when they look at it, they find out, oh, crap. He told me the truth. I thought he was lying to me. Yeah. Yeah. Share the show with those folks. Just let them know, however way you want to describe it, that, you know, the host is a uh, insufferable whack job, you know, an acquired taste, you know, wasabi flavored black coffee with habanero sauce or however else you want to put it. Um, I don't know. Vomit flavored, uh, whatchamacallit beans out of uh, Harry Potter world. Whatever world you want to go, just explain to them what I'm like. Our AI is a little crazy. What? I was just going to say that you keep making that description worse each time. It's an acquired taste. Yeah, but you're just making it All right. It worse. I will put it in a way that only the, those of you who have eaten it will understand. I am an acquired taste like MREs, egg and ham, omelet. Yes. Now, if you've ever had to eat one of those, you know, with enough Tabasco sauce, eventually you can learn to choke that thing down without worrying about it anymore. It is definitely an acquired taste, but you got to find a lot of hot sauce. Yes, you do. But there you go. The AI complained about my wasabi black coffee. So I switched over to something I do not have to alter because that same Egg and ham omelet in the MREs was, you know where they got them things from, right? They just took them out of leftover K-Rats and C-Rats out of the cans that were you know canned back in World War II and put them in the little plastic bag and stuck them in your MRE. It's the same thing. They were just green, just like they were back there in the K-Rats too. So, yeah, hasn't changed in 150 bazillion years in the military. It's the same egg and cheese, you know, whatever. <laughs> and Aaron on the board is like that's definitely acquired taste <laughs> Tabasco and cheese yes you have to add something to it to choke it down alright so just make sure you let everybody know about us and uh, other than that we love each and every one of you we hope we're serving you well we'll see you guys tomorrow we're going to go back over these same stories after we explain nudge and we're going to look at them a different way and we'll we'll see if we can all together learn how to filter out some of this propaganda in the process until then y'all stay safe take care we'll see you tomorrow bye-bye guys order another round because we're staying here yeah what was i thinking going back to ant island I mean, we just got here, and we have more than enough food to get us through the winter, right? Why go back? But there was that ant that stood up to me. Yeah, but we can forget about him. Yeah, it was just one ant. Ooh. <laughs> one ant. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's just one ant. Yeah, boss. They're puny. Hmm, puny? Say, let's pretend this grain is a puny little ant. Did that hurt? <laughs> nope. Well, how about this one? Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> how about this?
you let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? He's quite the motivational speaker, isn't he? Let's rock! 